Welcome to the Oddcast, tales of teaching and hands-on learning at Hendricks College. Season 3 was recorded in the weeks directly following the spring closure of Hendricks due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Like everyone else, we were learning and adjusting to the new normal. We appreciate your understanding, and please enjoy the Oddcast. joining us. I know it's finals and things are kind of weird right now, so I appreciate you taking some time with us. Oh, that is totally fine. I turned in my last assignment yesterday. Awesome. Uh, Well, tell me a little about yourself, what year you are, um, all of the pertinent information that we like to hear about our students. Uh, I'm Andrea Stitt. I'm just finished with my junior year going into my senior year, and I'm a classics minor, and I'm following the pre-med track. With your classics background, I can see why it would inspire your project. So tell me a little bit about your project, what you were thinking when you started doing it. This whole project was put together with Dr. Rosinski. Um, She's a fantastic classics professor. And I had taken all of my ancient Greek classes with her because that's what started me into classics. And so I approached her actually my freshman year and I was like, is there any way that we could work on putting together an Odyssey project And the initial thought was about the Odyssey. And so we started to think and brainstorm ways that we could do this without it looking like a leisure experience, because my initial idea was to try to go to the different places written about in the Odyssey and kind of make my own writings about it. There wasn't any educational tours. They were all geared in a like leisure place. So instead, I, during class one day, I asked her, since we're learning ancient Greek now, would it be easier to learn modern Greek conversationally? Based off of that question in class, we found the Alexandria Institute, which offered classes in different areas of Greece, but we found their main office in Athens. From there, we basically just started to write out our proposal. Um, We sent it to the, the Murphy for literature and language, because we also decided we were going to do a little bit of traveling and write, around, write about our experiences there based off of a couple books that we have, um, chose to read. When you say we, are you referring to yourself and Dr. Rosinski, or were there other students involved? There was one other student involved that helped us put this together, but it started with just me and Dr. Rosinski. And did you both go on the, the tour? Yes, we b- both went on the trip and both took the modern Greek lesson. Was the primary goal of your, your project to work on learning uh, conversational Greek, mo- the modern Greek, or the um, literature portion? So the main goal of our project was to learn the modern Greek and try to compare how um, it was approached to our ancient Greek, because as we were going through the classes, we found out there were some grammar differences and some of the letters were actually pronounced differently. So you spent a good portion of your time just like uh, comparing those those kind of evolutions in those letters and, and the changes in sentence structures? We spent um, a lot of our time outside of class talking about that. And sometimes when we'd stumble on words in class, we would like apologize and be like, sorry, we learned it by saying it this other way. And she, our professor or teacher, she she was so sweet. Her name was Arini. And she, she would just laugh and be like, well, now we say it this way. <laughs> Tell me about the school that you guys studied at. The Alexandria Institute, they host a bunch of different kinds of um, Greek courses. 
from what we understand, yeah. Um, they also offer some Skype courses. So if we wanted to, we could have kept the, the lessons going. I think they m- mostly try to teach modern um, conversational Greek. Um, I have some really good textbooks that they sent home to try to keep teaching it myself, which is I'm going to try to pick back up over the summer. It was two weeks, so it was a very intensive course. We spent a large chunk of our days there. Had you been to Greece before? No, this that was my first time out of the country at all. So tell me kind of um, what your typical day would be like. Um, we ended up getting a hotel to the north uh, west part of Athens, so pretty far out of the center. And so we would have to wake up uh, about six or so to leave about seven. And we would have breakfast at the hotel and then we would get on a bus to take us to another bus stop <laughs> to take us on uh, a metro train to get to our um, institute. And that would be around nine o'clock. And they'd always greet us with uh, offerings of drinks and snacks. And then we'd have our lessons through the day. And then we'd get out around say three, three-ish, and we'd immediately go find something to eat. Our favorite place was um, this little um, restaurant called Byron's. Um, it was always so good. We could never read any menus, so it was a lot of pointing and going, I want this. Was that an opportunity for you guys to practice your Greek? Um, we would always attempt to, but we learned very quickly that they could tell that we were not native speakers, and so they would switch over to English to practice their English with us. Oh. It was kind of funny, because we would always, like, enter by saying like a Greek welcoming and then they would ask us the next question and we'd be like ah and they'd just they'd <laughs> realize that we were trying to think really hard to put together the next sentence and they were like okay I'm gonna switch to English now because I bet I can conversate faster. Athens is a very old city. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, tell me about some of the things you had you you saw or things that you thought were very interesting i assume you guys got to spend some time touring around or oh, at least avoiding oh yes. the city um so in athens in particular we of course went on to the acropolis we went up both sides of the acropolis and we saw the parthenon which that was a bucket list item for me so i was so happy to just be standing there um we did figure out it's very slippery on top of the Acropolis. (laughs) After we went to the Acropolis itself, we went through the Acropolis Museum, which was beautiful. It had so many of those ancient, ancient statues and uh, some of the old, like they replaced some of the um, statues that are currently on the Acropolis so that they could put the real ones within the museum to keep them preserved. The Acropolis is is the one that's open air, right? There's no roof on it. Um, yeah. So, okay. so the Acropolis is actually the whole top of that um area. It's like a plateau kind of, mm-hmm. and then the Parthenon is the big temple that everyone thinks about. That they also think about when they say the Acropolis. There's a couple other buildings up there with the Parthenon, but the Parthenon is the uh, main glory. So you were able to look at some of the original statues just in the museum, which is making sense where there's no sunlight or rain. Oh, yeah, definitely with the marble. 
they were they were fixing up parts of the temple while we were there so they had a lot of scaffolding up to make sure that they um, kept the integrity of the buildings tell me about kind of what you expected during your your time in school and then we'll talk about the extra week you had that wasn't about school my expectations going into it was that we would pick up stuff a lot faster than we ended up picking stuff up that was mostly because when we were studying our ancient greek we didn't learn a lot of modern words it makes sense now that i'm thinking back about it but um modern words are very different we learned stuff for cinema we learned stuff the words for bus we learned a bunch of modern stuff that of course you wouldn't learn taking an ancient greek so that's what really kept us from advancing as quickly as i thought we would we did practice a lot in conversation and our teacher was very patient with us how many people were in your class it was only me and kaylin so just two of us we had our our private lessons pretty much um, she would also give us assignments to practice when we would go back and we would just be able to practice it throughout the day. You had another week where you had traveled to some other areas. Yeah, so um, before we left, we decided we were going to try to see some other significant areas around Greece. And um, we also decided we wanted to go to at least one of the islands. So the places that we ended up going to were the island of Ahina. And then the Cape of Sunio, which has a lot of historic background that I'll tell you about in a second. Delphi, which everyone knows Delphi. That's where um, the Oracle of Apollo was. It was a very significant place in history because a lot of military leaders would go there to ask for advice. Um, and then a marathon. And we went to the museum in Marathon um, and kind of saw the history of the battle that happened there. Personally, my favorite was Delphi because it's beautiful. It's this whole little city is on the side of a mountain in a valley and the view is gorgeous. The Cape of Sunio is the southernmost point of the Attica where Athens is. Um, and that place, it holds the Temple of Poseidon, which we got to see, which was very, very cool. It's, it was pretty cool to be there. So all of this learning the language and traveling about was all to be, be applied to literature, correct? So after our awesome experience, we got, we got to end up writing, um, basically we wrote a little literary like pamphlet kind of thing. We wrote five pieces, um, four of which were based on readings that we read previously. So we read The Odyssey by Homer. We read the history of Athens by Pausanias. He was just a famous historian during the second century. And so a lot of his texts remain. And so we read his history book. And then we read a couple modern books. We read The Dinner with Persephone by Storce. And then we read the book called Manny by Fermor. Each of these books had different kinds of perspectives in them. And of course, like the Odyssey is more fantastical and included a lot of references to the gods throughout the story. So when I was writing my pieces, I would try to pick out specific um, aspects of the way that they wrote and put it into my piece. So it sounds like your intention was to take your, your language and your experiences and then recreate them in the style of another author. Yes. 
Um, mm. We had been told to keep a pretty extensive journal throughout the weeks that they were, we were there so that we could go back over our experiences and restructure them um, to simulate these authors. This is a very interesting idea because you've both gone and experienced learning a language in a different country, but also then applied your experiences in a way to recreate these ancient texts, essentially, with a modern mm -hmm. experience. We were really excited when we ended up settling on that as a project idea because it evolved so much as we were trying to put it together. We really just enjoyed the idea of taking our experience and transforming it into something people might be able to identify with something back in that culture as well. Yeah, if you're layering in your ancient Greek than your modern interpretations. It sounds like a way to connect the old and the new. And that was kind of our goal. The, the name of the project was um, Bridging the Gap Between Ancient and Modern um, Greek. And so we really just tried to connect what we knew going into it with ancient Greek and everything that we um, knew about ancient mythology and stuff to all of the myths that we learned while we were there and the language that we learned while we were there because our teacher did show us some of the new modern myths that they've been using to teach little children. There's one about an ant and a cricket that n neither me nor Kaylin had heard about before and she totally stopped class and like got pulled YouTube up just turned on a, a video of it and she was just like this is the ant and the cricket. <laughs> It was really cute. So the myths are still in the morality teaching or? I think myths, from what I understand, it seems like the myths and the gods have translated a little bit more into popular culture there. Um, so maybe less in the morality teaching, but they still used it to like advertise. Anything about water would have Poseidon in it. It sounds like it's still part of their identity without being everything about them. Yes, that that's definitely for sure. Like they're definitely proud of how widespread Greece and their myths are known. What was the most surprising thing you found um, about Greece? So one of my favorite experiences was um, as a tourist. If the, if some of these restaurants realize that you can't read the menu, they'll take you back into the back of the restaurant and ex like and show you what they have for the day and let you pick from the kitchen what you want. So um, I talked about this place a lot in Byron's. We were standing outside looking at the menu and I, I think it was the manager. He, he looked at us for a minute and was like, come back, come back, come back and pulled us back into the kitchen and just ran us through everything that he had made in the kitchen that day. And so then we were able to ask him for the pork and the potatoes. Um, when he brought that out. That's such a neat and personal experience because I don't think that would ever happen here. It, that is not a U.S. thing to do for sure. Oh no, definitely not a U.S. thing. What What does this experience in this project mean for your future? How How is this going to apply to what you've got planned for next year at least? I mean, I know past that it sounds like medical school is in, in the works, but what what's next for you more immediately? More immediately, I really, I've been wanting to try to do some sort of, um, like, gathering and or reading of my pieces that I did through this project. 
um, with either other professors and my family or open it up to the student body. I've been wanting to do that for a while. I mean, I definitely want to go back to Greece after that and have more time to explore more. For me, I thought Greece was such a small area, but when I went there, I, I realized just how big it was because some of these places we traveled two and three hours to get to. Living in a hotel would be a little bit different, I think, than some of the other experiences I've heard. And this is just compared to some other or other Odyssey mm-hmm. experiences I've spoken about with other students. Yeah, I mean, our hotel experience was uh, an experience all on its own because um, our the staff was wonderful and they were really, really sweet. The breakfast was always nice and we it was full of fruits. And that was something that we found is there was no cereal as like would kind of be expected at like American hotels. They mm-hmm. served a lot of fresh fruit, a lot of fresh bread and like boiled eggs. <laughs> that was that was about it. <laughs> I found I'm I'm glad you talked about the breakfast because I I really enjoyed asking everybody um who's gone out of the US what they had for breakfast. Um and it's cuz it's been getting some very interesting responses. That's so when you're talking about a um the hotel, I guess I was imagining like some big chain hotel, but is that not you had something different than that? We had it wasn't a big chain hotel. We ended up buying a, a pretty cheap hotel and the rooms were kind of small and we had to laugh about the shower circumstance because they didn't have like a place to hang the shower head. The shower head was on like one of those corded shower heads so you could move it around, but they didn't have a mount for it. <laughs> and so you kind of had to like makeshift this shower head so it would stay where you wanted to, it to stay but also if you turned on the water too hard it would go flying around the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> also the air conditioning was not super great in the hotel room so that was a lot of fun that we learned but then we also learned that air conditioning wasn't super important over there in general it's small window units that they have in each room and even when we went to our institute they also only had a small like door unit they would always turn it on specifically for us when we came in like they would be fine um before we came in and they'd be like oh you must be so hot and they turn it on for us and i think that's just because americans are so used to having our central air conditioning that a little bit of discomfort we're like oh better turn that air on the the staff there it sounds like they got to know you and that they were everyone was was trying to make it as as positive experience as possible for y'all and that's really cool oh they were so sweet to us yeah it was great um another one of my favorite experiences and it's one of the last experiences we had actually that day we just came back from the island of Hina and we were taking the last suburban bus back home and there was this and, and we just figured out how sunburned we were sitting on that train and so we were toasted if you could imagine a bright color red that was about the color that we were oh no and sitting next to us on this train was this wonderful little grandma with her grandson and she was just looking at us like repeatedly as we were like talking to each other about the sunburns and she started digging in her bag and handed us this cream out of her bag 
and she couldn't speak English. So she was just like gesturing to us like here, here, here. And then she would like rub her arm, like use this on your arm, like your sunburn. And so we, we said, thank you. And we tried to refuse at first. Um, but she insisted. So we put some on and it, it honestly felt really nice. And then we went to go hand it back to her and she tried to make us keep it. And we said, no, 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 no. We, we have, we have other stuff back at the hotel room. Please take this. And so she took it back and then she tried to feed us. <laughs> she tried to give us the food that she had saved from earlier in the day. And we said, no, 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 we're not hungry. And and then she got off with her grandson, but it was just so, such a sweet and kind experience from someone who didn't understand what we were saying at all, but tried to help the situation because she could just tell that we were in pain. That's what I hope to hear when people travel abroad. That's a very human and, and empathetic response to another human in pain. Mm-hmm. It, it made me so happy. There, it wasn't just all schooling and, and walking around ancient ruins. There were you did have some some people interactions. Yeah, and I think for me the people interactions came in some of the most unexpected times, like when we were traveling to and from the touristy kinds of destinations. Um, it happened always in between. What would you say is your your biggest takeaway from this? Like, what are you going to carry with you into the into the world? Oh, gosh. Big takeaway. I mean, I think it's just people are people and they're going to want to connect despite any kind of language boundaries. Like they're going to work with you to make your experience the best possible as long as you work with them to make to, to be the politest possible. Because I definitely feel like if we came in and were rude or entitled Americans, our experience would definitely not have been as good as it was. But because we tried our best to connect with people on a personal level and we're actively trying to learn and speak in their language, they met us more than halfway. Uh, well, Andrea, I really appreciate you taking the time with us. Um, I'm glad you all done with your finals. Um, and hopefully, I guess you got summer ahead of you. Are you, are you local or where are you? For more information on the Odyssey program or Hendricks College, please join us at hendricks.edu or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hendricks College. Thanks for listening.